All right, praise the Lord. You are listening to IHOP Podcast, episode number 14. On today's session, I would like to welcome Minister and Arizona Messengers of Peace Secretary, Brother Judah Montenegro of Surprise Apostolic Church. I also would like to welcome all of you that join us today. And if this is your first time listening uh, to the podcast, thank you. Uh, For more information about the podcast, please follow us uh, on social media apps like Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, Instagram, just search and uh, just search there on your search bars for iHat Podcast and on each platform, and you can find the links to the other sites. I'm your host, Brother Mario Inajera, and I'm excited to get started. Again, Brother Judah, thank you so much for being here today, brother, and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Brother Inajera. Uh, the honor is mine. I'm excited to just to come and uh, learn from each other and grow spiritually and all of the above. Yes, yes, in Jesus' name, brother. And uh, one of the things, um, brother, is why I was really interested in having you on, because we've known each other and each other's families for a very long time. And um, I got to work with one of your older brothers, uh, Brother Steve, uh, in, uh, in, um, in, in a role with the Arizona Messengers of Peace for the district. And uh, we, got to get to know, yeah. we got to get to know each other a little bit more through that. And every time I would see all your family, you know, there you were one of the youngest ones, and there you were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, brother, um, you know, coming from a, a Christian home and, and, you know, your parents being pastors and, and, and you know, that type of upbringing, and, and pretty much I imagine it was just ex- uh, kind of an expectancy or desire for you to follow in the path, uh, you know, uh, of having a Christian relationship. But but how did that get started for you, brother? Besides the the expectation, how did that personally get started for you? Amen. Um, well, that's a good question. I mean, I think so. It all started in <laughs> when I was born. I was born in Colorado. Okay. I was born in the mission field, actually. Oh wow! Um, and I remember um, just growing up, real young. Um, the mission field was the norm for me. Mm. So having my dad going up to preaching and my mom taking care of the kids and feeding us and praying for my dad on the side and every second she can. Mm. Um, that was normal for me. Um, and and I, I think the growing up, I, I started realizing that uh, where we, we fit in the larger spectrum of things in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, born in Colorado, we served there. I say we as a big family, right? Um, <laughs> Then uh, we moved over to Michigan, where we are also missionaries in Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, wow. I remember, it was, you know, dangerous. Um, it was somewhat uh, not a good side of town, and going to school uh, as kindergarten, I think, and you know, it was just really cold or snow. And then my dad, he would be gone the weekends because he would go preach, and mm. he would cross the border to Canada. And to go, and he was a missionary there in Canada and Detroit. And just, I, I remember, those were my memories, young memories. And uh-huh. living at home with my mom, I would just find her praying all the time. And um, uh, and I remember my mom, she would be like making tamales so that we could survive. Oh. And we could sell them. Um, so we could, you know, keep afloat. Yeah. And, and make sure that we have enough to pay rent, we have enough to pay for gas. Uh, and mind you that um, at that time, um, my father, he, he didn't have a salary. 
our missionary salary fund. Wow. The, uh, our organization that started assembly at the time, I think it was still new and everything. Yeah. So it was all by faith. And wow. um, some things, stories now I hear, they used to call my dad crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> he took his wife and his six kids to go out in the mission field um, and, and places like Canada where it was just freezing below zero at times. Yeah. And, um, so it's just a man of faith. Uh, he just he went because the Lord showed him that he needed to go and preach mm. the gospel of Jesus Christ and make disciples. I think that's that was beautiful. I mean, now I see that. Mm-hmm. Back then, I was a young, I was a kid, and, and me is just a, a you know a, the norm. Um, so growing over that, um, we lived in Canada for several years, and then um, we moved to Arizona, where now I live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up in Arizona. I moved when I had barely turned seven years old. Um, and my dad, he became the senior pastor for our, our church there in Apostolic, uh, Surprise Apostolic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I grew up, I grew up here in Arizona. And, um, I remember I was a, like Brother Mario said, I was, you know, I was just a little kid. I, I call myself a little booger. <laughs> just so, yeah, just a little kid. Yeah, yeah. Sitting in the front row pews and, and just with my little pancita, yeah. little chubby boy, and yeah, you know, nothing, nothing special, just a little booger. And um I, I remember little by little, um, I was just there mm-hmm. all the time. And you know, I I, I slept under the pews like mm-hmm. we all have heard and um, and I think where it kind of started happening is that there was a need for the church. Mm. There's a need for someone. And like, and my brother was piano, playing piano and then all of a sudden we needed a sound man. Mm-hmm. So my he's like, Peter, we need a sound man. And like, come here, let me show you. Just push this button, lower <laughs> these volumes. And then I say, go, just hit these buttons. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. But I was like, all right, I mean, I'll down. Like, I'm in the background. No one sees me. I'll be fine. Mm. Um. So then I said yes. I was like, sure, I'll help. And boom, I started helping. And um, I was, I remember as a sound man, you get all the bad looks and the zero thanks. <laughs> <laughs> when something goes wrong, everybody knows that it's your fault. When everything goes great, nobody knows that it's your no. credit. You know, <laughs> as a sound man. Um, not that you get credit or whatever, but yeah. uh, it's just the interesting. So props to all the sound men out there. I mean, it's a beautiful art. Yeah. Um, and it's such a humble um, skill. It takes a lot of character to be a sound man. Mm. Anyway, um, as a sound man, they're just helping, serving. Like, dude, go change the battery to the wireless. And there I go, all like embarrassed, going in front of everybody watching me. Yeah. And in the middle of the preaching, and you know, the ba- the battery died. There I go, you know, change the battery. Or, you know, the cables are, are all tangled and mm. I have to go fix the monitor and connect it or, you know, something. And, you know, I would have to be the one going up. And and I was real shy growing up. And I, I still consider myself somewhat shy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw it turn red. And <laughs> <laughs> so the time came where the drummer at the time, it was my brother Becker, actually. He started playing drums, or he was playing drums at the time, and, and we needed an MC, so he transitioned and he got mm. promoted to become an MC. <laughs> and we needed a drummer. So my brother, he's like, hey, you know, learn drums, we need drummers. And I was like, I don't know how to play drums, but <laughs> I was like, sure, okay. I said yes, I started 
learning how to play drums. And I remember one time, um, I, I was all practicing drums, and I was like, look, Baker, look, check it out. And I started playing, I started showing them off, and I was like, man, I'm so good. And I started doing my thing, and then my brother Becker's was like, bro, you're not that good. You need to practice. <laughs> oh. And uh, I remember that was, you know, those little moments you remember. Yeah. So I was like, man. And then uh, my brother Becker told me, he's like, you know what? Um, it, there's a whole bunch of drummers. There's a lot of drummers. If you want to be a drummer, be the best drummer. Mm. Be the best you could be. And I really took that philosophy and I applied it to my life. And like, I don't want to just be another. You know, church gold. I want to be, mm. the, you know, my the best Christian that I could be. Yes. So throughout my whole life, I really took that. Anyways, so I become a drummer, and then all of a sudden, I start wanting to learn bass, and I was learning bass, and I was like, man, I really like bass. And I think it's because my brother Steve really liked bass, and mm. I don't know if you remember brother Mario. He 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 was all into bass all the time. Yeah. He was always air basing. <laughs> he was always air basing. <laughs> <and, laughs> Um, and so I started learning bass, and I wanted, and I kind of got hanged in. Or I was like very beginning, right? But then all of a sudden, my brother Steve's like, "Hey, I need you to learn piano because uh, we need a piano player and um, on, on midweek services." Mm. And to be honest, bro, Mario, I was like, "Man, I don't want to learn piano. I want to learn bass. Like, yeah. um, it, it put me on bass. Uh, um, I like bass." He's like, "No, we need piano." And, and then the you know the need again there was the need for for a piano player arose, and I said you know what fine yeah okay sure maybe I had a somewhat of a bad attitude at first but yeah. I said yes, I said yes and, and I started learning and but Mario man I remember I would make a fool out of myself oh. I would go up there I had no idea what I was doing literally I remember still to this day I used to use like two fingers one on my right hand one on my left hand. And try to just poke at you know the, the key, piano yeah. and, and try to you know make it work and follow yeah. the MC and and I feel bad because I, I would throw <laughs> off the MC like crazy and I remember his brother Martin Corral, but still the minister at church, which is awesome and and he seen me uh, grow and such. But I remember it, I would I would turn so red and then especially the visitors come mm. out like well, maybe you have a friend. Or, and they see you that you have no idea what you're doing and now to red and I just I really made a fool of myself and yeah. it was those memories that I have. But I think that's what really triggered me to start um, um practicing and mm. getting better so that I won't be embarrassed, so yeah. that I won't you know, make a fool out of myself. So I started practicing learning, I started bugging, bugging my brother Steve. I'm like, hey, teach me this song, teach that and then and he he taught me to to go ask other piano players like mm. hey after each sector service after district services or after any big users go up to the piano player and bug them and ask them questions pick their brain ha have me teach you something so I really started taking this philosophy too a mm. philosophy of, of asking people and and you know picking their brains and mm. and having them drop old nuggets into my life yeah um uh, and I think that's who, uh, where I'm now I, I try to you know pick up people's brain and, and ask questions and, and learn and um, just soaking it up, you know? I mean, I, I I think the best advice someone ever gave me was this, learn to take advice. Mm -hmm, yes. <laughs> and uh, I really learned to take advice. And now I've learned that you have to be careful who you take advice from, yes. which is very important as well. But it's good to take advice. and Not good, but it's essential. Because oh, yes. People experience, um, they... 
they really know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I, I started learning piano. And within a few years, I really got the hang of it. And then I got, I, I gained this passion for the piano and for music. And I started learning. And um, it, I really started noticing myself getting better at piano. And um, I really uh, started learning a lot about my learning um, skill or my mm-hmm. learning um, style of how, you know, I just, I'm, I'm more of a, a hands-on kind of guy. Long, you know, so then I started learning really, and then um, I all of a sudden there's a need for for the music director. So I became the music director, wow. and and never I remember never did I imagine to become a music director or a musician. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden now I'm the music director and teaching others and you know you know leading the musicians, um, and, and by the grace of God, it, it, that was happening, and then I started realizing. And one of the biggest lessons I've learned in in music, my music ministry, is that through the piano, I was able to learn bass. Mm. So because I was obedient mm. in the call of the Lord, and I said yes to being to play piano, I learned bass. Yeah. So not only did I, you know, just learn bass, but I learned more than bass and bass. So. I feel like that's what God wants us mm. to be obedient. He He understands we have wants sure. and we have needs, um, but I feel like if we're obedient to Him and we just say yes to the Lord or to the need of the church or those opportunities that God presents, that He's guiding us, that mm. He's going to give us what we asked for, what we wanted, and a whole bunch more. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the biggest things I learned in in my life. Growing up young, you know, those little things I've always been. The type of person that I'm very observant, so I try to pick up little lessons of yeah. life in, in general. <laughs> no, that's um, so I go ahead. Oh, no, that that I mean, that's an excellent point, Brother Jira, because you know, usually when I have young people coming up to me and and you know, they bring up a desire to want to fill in a certain ministry or a certain role, and and mm. that's one of the things that becomes important that. You're there for the little things, and you're faithful in them, and God will bless you in the greater things. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And young people get so impatient. Not even just young people, but any anyone in any type of that wants to serve, and they're passionate, and that's fine. But people get so impatient Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, and they don't want to use me right, or they don't want to do it. It's just if it's God's calling and God's will, there's no one that can shut that door that got open, and there's no one that can open that door that got is shut. So Amen. yeah, Absolutely. so I I don't I just kind of wanted I was thinking of that when you were saying that because you know just levels of where you were going to like you said your attitude about playing the piano and but eventually you said yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got on yeah, the bass yeah. and now you're the music ministry that's awesome brother that's that's really great yeah and it's it's beautiful because now um by this guy I get invited to go play bass places mm. and never would I dreamed of being able to play bass and it's like one of my passions I love it. Honestly, I'm not good at bass, so, <laughs> but I love it. So, so I tell myself that I'm good. Like, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I think that's one huge thing that I learned is just to say yes to yeah. the Lord. And by what does it mean to say yes to God? I feel like you just say yes to your leaders. Mm. You say yes to because those are delegated authorities by God, and God uses them to guide us and mm. to shape us and to direct us. And something I'm learning, speaking of which, is that sometimes things, um, they don't make sense in our head. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, if 
I'm reading this book called The Wild Goose Chase, and the author, Mark Batterson, he mentions that faith is not logical. Mm. But at the same time, it's not illogical. <laughs> faith is theological. Mm. <laughs> and wow. we, we allow for God to really direct us and mm. we're obedient to the little things like you said, Brother Mario, mm. and then the sky's the limit. God will open up doors and just be able to pour out his, his wholeness and fullness therein into our, our Holy Spirit, which will be the light and the salt of the earth. Mm. And so um, by the grace of God, I, I'm there at my local church. I mean, I, I was, uh, I, I, to be honest, Brother Mario, I don't have no special gifts or talents. or I, I feel like I was just one of those guys that, you said I made up my mind. Yeah. I just want to serve God, and I, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to learn to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to learn how to be comfortable with starting from scratch. Mm. Be comfortable with starting uh, from nothing. Be comfortable uh, with making a fool out of yourself for the Lord. Mm. Um, and I feel like I even like bleeds into being an entrepreneur. I know a lot, now young days uh, these days a lot of young kids they want to be entrepreneurs and they're looking for you know, the, the, all these new ideas and mm. philosophies, but it's all biblical. If uh, if you learn to serve God in the little things, yes. then you know the discipline that it takes to start from scratch, which uh, it pours into being an entrepreneur, because that's what entrepreneurship is, mm. is failing, failing forward and failing until, you know, something comes up and then boom, you jump on that and you keep running that mm. and, um, it, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And so there at my local church, I was faithful. And uh, I became the youth president. I was involved. And man, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and I, I look back, you know, and man, I did so much little mistakes and things sure. like this. And um, But I feel like, I mean, that's been my attitude my whole life. Just, you know, just do it. Just yeah. go out and serve God and mess up. I mean, of course, not myself, you know, in a dumb way. Yeah. When I say dumb way, as in, you know, go sin and be yeah. open, you know, sinner. But as in mess up, as in, you know, you make mistakes and you grow. Sure. Uh, and I feel like that takes humbleness because if you're not humble in that area, then your pride um, stops you through mm. fear. Yeah. So fear comes up, and then since you're prideful, you are, you're obedient to fear. Mm. Um, and so then it, it's crazy because never I thought I was just involved in the young people. And like you mentioned, like, um, I, I got elected as a secretary of the Arizona Messengers of Peace. Yes. And I was not expecting that. That was a huge surprise for me. Um, but I remember people would ask me, like, how do you feel? Like, you know, that's so crazy. And I was like, um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> honestly, nothing's changed. Yeah. And, uh, it's there's a saying in Spanish that says, "Es el mismo burro pero con más carga." <laughs> <laughs> in other words, it's the same old horse, <laughs> just a, a bigger load on it. You yeah. Know? Um. So, and to be honest, Brother Mario, I I personally believe um if I could do it, then, I mean everybody can. There's nothing special about it. It's just mm. being obedient to God yes. and going. And, and so growing up. Um, I was went to college, and man, that was hard down through college with the local church mm. and the people, but then getting good grades, and that was some of the hardest years of my life. Wow. 
I just in those moments, I, I'm speaking to all college students, and I know what it is to, mm. you know, get out at 5 p.m. from school all day, and then fight traffic to make <laughs> it like that. Um, to make sure that you know you have all the songs ready, and, and um, I know what that's like. And then after church, there's practice, mm-hmm. and then after, you don't get uh, uh, like at ten thirty at night, and then you have to be up like at five thirty in the morning to to go go get ready to school or uh-huh. to go do homework, um, to finish that paper, to make sure you study your 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 stuff. Yeah. Um, I know that life is like it's not easy all the time while having a part time job. Um, I, I was a math tutor at the college, so I was a math tutor. I was, you know, in my school full time engineering program, which is very rigorous and demanding. Sure. Um, and, and then make sure I'm faithful to my church. And man, that that was um, a, a whole journey in itself. And something that I learned there, I feel like God really told me. Uh, some thoughts that would come up in my head mm-hmm. were things like this. I'm going to wait till I graduate and then I'm going to give God my all. Mm. Then I'm going to be able to have a good job and pay my tithes. Mm. Then I'm going to be able to have more time and and, and serve God more. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I don't go to church right now, God will understand mm. because I'm in college. Mm. And I, I fought those thoughts. Sure. But I really felt God, you know, speak to me and says, and told me, are you going to give me your leftovers? Oh. And that just really hit home. And, wow. and so I decided in my walk with God, in my uh, you know college career, that I was not going to give God my leftovers. Mm. And I was going to make sure I'm faithful mm. in my local church. All the while, I'm going to school, trying to get good grades, mm-hmm. making sure that I you know turn things in on time. Mm. And, and to be honest, I did not have the best GPA. I was not a perfect student. I was not a perfect musician. I was not a perfect, um, you know, church goer. There was those times I did miss because I had an exam the next morning. Mm-hmm. I, there was times sure. I didn't make that a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't make that a habit. I didn't say, "All right, well, the Lord knows my heart, so yeah. I'm just gonna stay home every day and make sure because that's my only day." Um, the thing is that it it, it was tough. Yeah, and. But it was worth it. I feel mm. like education is so worth it. I mean, it, it's a blessing. It's just building your toolbox so you can serve the Lord better. That's mm. how I see it. Mm. Uh, just getting more tools, getting more information so that where you can be able to talk to different types of people about the gospel. You can find common grounds with uh, different people. And that's how I see it. Yeah. So by the grace of God, in 2015 of May, I graduated with my bachelor's in science and aerospace engineering wow and that was a that was a huge accomplishment for me and i really i felt like it was the you know the top of the world <laughs> and it was just such a huge blessing yeah um but little did i know that 2015 was going to be one of my hardest years mm. because sure i graduated with my bachelor's degree in aerospace engineering and i landed a job and like right after wow. i graduated wednesday and i started my full-time job on monday Wow. Uh, it was it was just like wow god is so good and oh my gosh what a blessing i was nervous you know graduating now you have to hit the real world yeah and, and you know um and i started working full time and everything was, it seemed to start you know take up and be okay mm-hmm. 
And I was like, man, you know, all my years of service, it, it pays off. <laughs> yes. Um, so then life starts coming at me. And in August, I lost my job. I got laid off. Oh, wow. And man, that was just a blow to me. Like out of nowhere, I did not see it coming. Mm. It was just unexpected. And all of a sudden, all these bills that I had, and mm. um, it was crazy. Um, through that, I must say, though, I, I felt um, a guy kind of triggered or uh, he probed me to start saving like a month and a half before I got laid off. I didn't know I was going to get la- laid off. But mm-hmm. I felt like the Lord like, kind of just shared, or, or I felt impressed in my heart, my spirit. I don't know what it, it's called. You know, I just, you know, you just feel something sometimes. Yeah. Or it was a thought, but I, I believe that it was the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I started saving. So through those savings, little bit, I know that that was going to be able to mm. be a blessing to me because I got laid off. And yeah. so in August 2015, I got laid off. And and I was a mess. I was just like, what's going to happen in my life? I started applying all these jobs and, and nothing, nothing. And then in October, I, I went to this really... Uh, a, like a, a conference in, in Stockton, California. It was an awesome service. It was just beautiful. You know, like a preacher's conference. Mm. Um, it was called Midnight Cry with Bishop Joe Mendoza. Mm. Or the, Bishop Mendoza. Man, it was such a blessing. And and I remember one night, Brother Mario, one of the nights, um, the Lord just grabbed a hold of me like never before. And I could not stop speaking in tongues. And just my spirit just felt connected, and I forgot about everything else. The whole world shut down, mm-hmm. and I was just in the Lord, and I couldn't stop speaking in tongues. And it was just a beautiful moment, experiencing the presence of God, such like that. And to be honest, like I, I sure I, I was going through things. I had lost my job and things like this, mm-hmm. but I did not know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And here I felt like something was happening, and um. And two weeks later, my mom, she was uh, admitted to the hospital because of complications and she had been fighting um, breast cancer, mm. uh, certain types of um, just sicknesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two weeks later, she passes away wow. on October 23rd of 2015. And I'll never forget that day. It was just the, one of those monumental days. And, wow. Um, she was such a great woman uh, that really inspired us, and she left a huge imprint in our lives. And mm. we we live on. I'm the fruit of her work. Yeah. So, 2015, I graduate in May. I lose my job <laughs> in August, and my mom is separated from this earth. Yeah. On October 2015, on the 23rd day. And just, I felt my whole world collapsing. Wow. Everything just falling apart. Questions started rising up. Encouragement started decaying like never before, exponentially. Um, I was just going um, downhill, it just uh, emotionally, mm-hmm. I could say. Just never before. And things like I was depressed, but I didn't know I was depressed because mm-hmm. I'd never been depressed. And, uh, and I fell into this just slump and just horrible. Mm. And by the grace of God, through friends, loved ones, and prayer, 
um, I, I felt God just really reach out to me and rescue me from mm-hmm. that. And I, I believe that 100%, if it is not for the grace of God, mm-hmm. I would not be here today. Yes. And all credit, glory, and honor is to the Lord. Yes. Because without Him, I, I would not be here standing. Yeah. Um, I, I have not been perfect. I've had mistakes. I have doubts in my heart. I have all these things that come up and man what one thing i've learned though is that just because i do not understand what god is working doesn't mean that you know god's not with me yes. or that this is this is what it's going to be like i really understood that there's seasons yes. in my life i'm gonna have, go through downs and lows and i'm gonna go through highs and blessed moments mm. but Psalmist David said, no matter what comes my way, he says, um, in the good and the bad, I'm going to bless the name of the Lord. Yeah. All my soul and all that in me, um, at all times, I will bless the Lord at all times. Yes. That's, that's what I look for. I will bless the Lord at all times, in the good times, in the bad times. I will bless the name of Jesus Christ. And that has been my motto. Mm. Um, I, I look to... To uh, uh, Romans chapter eight thirty eight, where where the Apostle Paul says, "For I am sure, mm-hmm. I am persuaded that nothing can come between me and the love of yes. Christ. Nothing can come, not life, not death, not principalities or rulers of darkness, not the things present nor the things in the past mm-hmm. or the things in the future, not not the good times or the bad times." And now I'm paraphrasing in my own words. Sure. Uh, you could look up that scripture in yeah. Romans 8, but it says nothing could separate me. Not no demon in hell, not no angel uh, that comes to me dressed in light. Yes. You know, not not Satan himself that um, could separate me from the the love of Jesus Christ. And th- I've really adopted that. My main my mind is made up. Mm. And whatever and right now, Bro Mario, if I could be very open, I'm I'm a mess, yeah. I feel like. I don't have my life all figured out. Sure. Um, I, I'm not in my. I, I'm not working in as an engineer, um, and I, I feel like all those years of school and I, what 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 is to it, you know. Mm. Um, and, and I feel humbled, but I feel like you know this is where I'm at right now, and, sure. and God, it's a season. Um, so I, I'm not working in my field. Um, I, matter of fact, I'm a, a substitute teacher at a school. Um, well, because it works, it's flexible with my hours, and it, it, I love it. It's, it's awesome. But one could say you went through, you know, a whole bunch of these years and st- took those hard classes for for being to be a substitute. I mean, that's yeah. interesting. You know? <laughs> but I, I look at it and I feel like, you know, God has me here for a purpose. Mm. And matter of fact. Um, and I, I know I'm finishing up here now. I'm coming to a closure. And, mm-hmm. um, there at school, it's really crazy because um, so a couple kids come up to me and they were like, hey, what are you doing? And then out of nowhere, we just started talking about God. Wow. And he, I started encouraging them and, and being a blessing to them and, and just you know trying to tell them, like, hey, man, stay away from bad people and mm. stay away from bad habits. And, uh, and a little fear came in to me, and, and you know, Junior, you're not supposed to be talking about God in school. Like, you're going to get fired, and you're going to get the school in trouble, and parents are going to complain. 
And you know what I said, though, Mario? <laughs> I said, so what? I'm just a substitute <laughs> teacher. <laughs> if they fire me, I'll go sub somewhere else. If they uh... fire me, then I'll go apply at another you know, job that pays the same. Yeah. In other words, I have nothing to prove. And, mm. uh, man, something I'm learning is if you allow um, uh, God to build in you, mm-hmm. then you have nothing to lose because it's all Him. Yes. In other words, if you try to build a life for yourself and you build, a, a, I don't know, a platform or you build yourself or your own life, mm-hmm. then you're scared and you're, you're going to lose it all. Mm. If, you, if God asks you to drop everything or follow me. Yeah. But if you have nothing to lose and you gave it all away to God and you said, God, here's my life. I don't have nothing. It's all yours. Then you have nothing to lose. And if he, he tells you, Judah, go to Africa and be a missionary for 10 days. Then you could drop everything and go and be a missionary in Africa. If he, if he asks you to go and be a missionary at the, uh, Thailand, you could drop everything and go to Thailand and be yeah. a missionary. If you, they ask you to go to Spain because they, they need some help out there in Spain, you could drop everything. Uh, what I'm saying is that that's uh, the, the life that I've chosen. And mm. it's scary because there's no security. In yourself, yes, yes. But of course, we know that security is in Christ, and sure. that's that shift, the shift that happens where it's uh, it's it's dangerous. Um, but I really recommend that book. It's called The Wild Goose Chase by Mark um, Batterson. It's just messing me all up <laughs> and, uh, as I read it. Um, but as I come to the close, I just want to thank you again, Brother Mario, for this opportunity. I mean, I feel like I talk so much, and I hope I didn't bore nobody. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it, it was such a pleasure and an honor just to hear you share all that. And, uh, you know, it, it, you know, you, you know how you say you like to take and speak to other people to, to hear and you can take nuggets, you know, from, from whatever you're kind of trying to learn. And, and I think there was a lot of nuggets here, brother, that, uh, someone could kind of latch on to, uh, because you're right in a world of yes. insecurity, when you give it up to God and he's the one placing the calling in your life. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, everything is gonna be okay, and mm-hmm. it, it always seems like it's a bend. Wow. In, it always seems like it's a bend in the road because you can't really see. But as long as you have your eyes focused on the one that's calling you, Amen. yeah, man, yeah. So, Amen. brother, it, it's yes. I, I want to appreciate you know just this conversation, brother, because um, it really, if I was impressed with you before, it really impressed you know my spirit a lot more, and, and just to hear kind of things you're going through and. And but how far God's just bringing you and still taking you, brother, and 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 I really want to appreciate your time, brother. Thank you, thank you so much Absolutely. for sharing. Absolutely. <laughs>